0: Tonight we will sing, "All is Calm, Uh, Drew, Evan, thank you for introducing this note of calm and peace as we begin worship this day. Good morning, friends, and welcome to our 945 service on this, the, we don't call it Christmas Eve yet, fourth Sunday of Advent. It's good to be together. Welcome to those of you joining us in the room. Many more we know is always joining us online. It's good to worship God together in this way. my name is James Howell, and I am up front this morning with my friend and colleague, Dr. Uyan Kim.
1: Grateful to be together, friends. For those of you who are so familiar, and those of you who may be first-time visitors or somewhat new to our church, whoever you may be, let us know how we can pray for you And support you as you journey along. There's different ways in which you can kind of communicate with us. There's the physical hospitality pad at the end of your pews. There's a QR code at the back of your bulletin for your smartphone. And for those of us joining us online, wherever you may be, we welcome you. There's a link that you can click on to let us know how we can pray for you and share the ministries of our church. A couple of things we wanted to highlight for you today. Uh, In just a few hours, it will be Christmas Eve services. We have six Christmas Eve services Upcoming, We hope to see many of you, if not all of you, here again to join us for those worship services. Next Sunday is New Year's Eve. We have 9.45 and 11 a.m. services only. It's a blended service here in the sanctuary. So please also make note of that as you journey forward. It is good that we are gathered in this place as a family of God, friends. Let us continue to prepare our hearts for worship.
2: join in our responsive reading as we light the fourth candle.
3: The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in the land of deep darkness, on them has light shined.
0: Standing and affirm what we believe using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. FINDING OURSELVES IN THE PRESENCE OF THE HOLY GOD, LET US TOGETHER CONFESS OUR SINS BEFORE GOD ALMIGHTY USING THE PRAYER OF CONFESSION THAT IS PRINTED IN YOUR BULLETIN. LET US PRAY. WONDERFUL COUNSELOR, WE LAY OUR FOOLISHNESS AND BROKENNESS AT YOUR FEET. GUIDE US INTO YOUR WISDOM. MIGHTY GOD, OUR PRIDE AND QUEST FOR POWER CAUSE MORE HARM THAN GOOD. OPEN OUR HEARTS TO YOUR STRENGTH AND WEAKNESS. EVERLASTING FATHER, Forgive us for straying far from our home with you. Restore our kinship with you, O God. Prince of peace, conflict, fear, and rancor plague us. Let us believe your promises and gifts of peace. O come, O come, Emmanuel, God with us. Friends, the point of Christmas is that God has become one with us and has made peace with us. Therefore, my friends, in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God, amen.
2: Old Testament reading is Isaiah, chapter 40, beginning with the first verse. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, that she is received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries, in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Surely the people is grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up, fear not. Say to the cities of Judah, behold your God. Behold, the Lord God comes with might and his arm rules for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
1: A week ago today, as we were uh, getting ready for bed and my wife and I, we lay down to go to sleep and parents and adults just kind of read between the lines here. Uh, it suddenly dawned upon me that um, I got words that Santa Claus really didn't get anything for Hannah for this Christmas yet. So I turned to her and I said, you know, Hannah, we've been married close to 14 years. I feel like our, our love transcends all these pops and circumstances of Christmas and I don't, think, I don't think Santa needs to get you anything to, to, to show that we love each other, that Santa loves you and, and that I love you. I think I meant it, for the most part. And then my wife turned to me and said, Santa's in big trouble. (laughs) I hope you have a merry Christmas. (laughs) uh, uh, Beautiful day. Beautiful sanctuary here, full of beautiful people. I embrace all that is this season, this Christmas, Christmas Eve. I soak in the blessedness and the warmth of this day. All of us gathered here, the the lights, the sounds, the music, the message, the symbols, I love it. And I soak it all in the celebration. So the passage from Isaiah chapter 40 can be somewhat surprising. Uh, it seems maybe to some of us a bit off uh, from the prevailing normal, normal sentiments of the Christmas cheers. The prophet Isaiah writes in 40, Comfort, comfort, my people, says your God. A voice cries in the wilderness "Prepare the way of the Lord, which should sound familiar. We find those very same words in John and Matthew. There's a double imperative here at the very beginning of our lesson. Comfort, comfort. If you're like me, you read this and you can't help but to wonder if there is an imperative of comforting. What's going on in the lives of God's people? What is so uncomfortable that they need comforting in the first place? By the 40th chapter of Isaiah, as prophet is writing these words, God's people find themselves in the middle of Babylonian exile. The sixth century BC which lasts I think around 70 years or so it's hard to put in words the total devastation physical emotional and spiritual devastation that took place in the life of God's people these are the very people who proclaim and worship the almightiness of their God while simultaneously they find themselves enduring unspeakable, unimaginable pain, injustice, and suffering. They keep waiting for deliverance with no end in sight. Such a waiting for deliverance may aptly speak to some of us here, or at the very least people that we know, friends, families, neighbors, near and far. I recently visited a colleague of mine from seminary, one of my good friends, who's a pastor here in Charlotte. A week and a half ago, uh, he went to a Duke basketball game, and less than 24 hours later, he was in the hospital in need of dialysis. He will spend this Christmas waiting for a new kidney. He's my age. He and his family life turned upside down. You and I know people who will have their very first Christmas tomorrow, a first Christmas without their spouse, their lifelong partner, first Christmas without their child, first Christmas without the job that they've had for so many years, first Christmas. And there are many of us whom we may know who, for them, this Christmas will be one of many Christmases that they've had where they wonder, how can I make it through this Christmas yet again? And so many countless others trying to survive yet another day in the midst of so much conflict, violence, and war, near and far, families and strangers alike. Hard to keep all of these things in tension and in balance with one another, so much of what we witness of goodness and goodwill, I celebrate these things. That is the Christmas that is familiar to me, this Advent Sunday in preparation of Christmas, that is also familiar to me. And at the same time, there's so much sadness and woundedness for members of my family, your family, neighbors and people all around the world. So perhaps the words found in Isaiah is fitting this invocation of God's comfort for God's people, not only for those who rejoice, but especially for those for whose Christmas will be difficult, challenging, who will spend another Advent Sunday, Advent season, and Christmas in waiting, waiting for some sort of deliverance, waiting for some sort of promises fulfilled, while witnessing all around them the glam and glitz of Christmas, which makes that despair all the more prominent and difficult. Ross Gay uh, writes in a short essay inciting joy, what if joy and pain are fundamentally tangled up with one another? And we as a church, we as Christians, can hold these two things in tension, joy and pain. We can acknowledge this paradox. We can acknowledge the pain and brokenness in our lives and in our world, at the same time, we can affirm all the more the assurances of God and the promises of joy that is Christmas, joy that is Jesus, God incarnate with us. The words found in our passage from Isaiah is fitting because it shifts the tone. There are some other books found within the Old Testament Uh, where so much of what the God's peoples reap in ways of brokenness and pain is a direct consequence of their sins, as true as these things may be in Isaiah chapter 40, it shifts the focus from blame and accusation to the promises of God, promises of God's deliverance in due time for us and for the world no matter what. No matter what, God says, I will have the final say in our mutual destiny toward a particular end. And that end is rooted in the God who comes to be among us, to be with us. And so, we can hope. We can hope. Hope against all things. Hope at all times. We can hope. This is no pristine glory that only comes in the beautiful sanctuary amongst God's perfect people. But there is divine presence. As we are told in Isaiah, there is divine presence all the more in the midst of the wilderness. God will comfort and carry those abandoned through the rough places. And God's beauty will become all the more evident through the desert, through the journey that is often trying and uneven and unexpected. God honors us not by erasing our mistakes and our flaws, but God honors us through all that which is our experience, all that is our story, through the highs and lows, the good and the bad. The laughter's in the pain. I'm glad we're all here. Um, I don't know what post-COVID numbers are, but throughout this Christmas Eve services and this last Sunday in Advent, uh, we typically average close to 5,000 people. We will welcome people that I've not seen in quite some time throughout the day today. Some of you are here because you're here every Sunday. Some of you are here maybe several times a year. And some of you, this is your very first Sunday. I don't know who you are and why you're here. I'm just glad you're here. Perhaps you are here because you are so convicted in the affirmation of God's hope and love for you and for the world. Perhaps you are here, whether it be here in person or online, precisely because you are broken and you are in search of some hope now more than ever. In the midst of Christmas season, you are in desperate search for peace. So here's the miracle. The miracle of Isaiah chapter 40 is that what we perceived as the wilderness will in due time be transformed into a fertile soil of water of goodness not because of anything that you and I have done, but precisely because God transforms it. It is through God's grace that which used to be a desert will become the beautiful place for you and for me and for the world in due time so we can hope. Let us remember God's at work the most in the midst of our chaos. God is most at work in the midst of our respective and collective chaos. In the midst of darkness, light comes. Great light can only be seen in the midst of darkness. There is no hopeless cause with God. So Advent leads us toward a place where we need not be afraid anymore ever. As John Wesley says, the best of all is God is with us, God incarnate, God among us. So the prophet cries out, comfort, comfort God's people. Thanks be to God. Amen.
4: Let us go to God in prayer. Holy God, may your spirit rest upon us as it was with the prophet Isaiah. As your people, you have called us to proclaim the good news to all people. Help us to tend to the brokenhearted to work together for freedom for all people and help us to shine light for all those who walk in darkness. May our lives reflect your abundant grace, Almighty God. Lord, in your mercy. King of kings and Lord of lords, we pray for our world that there might be justice mercy and peace for all of creation. Be present with your church, O Lord. As we respond to your call, open our eyes to see the world as you see the world. And give us the courage to follow you. Fill us with your compassion. Lord, in your mercy, Everlasting Father, we call to mind those who are struggling, for all of those who suffer, who are sick, who are hurting, for anyone who feels alone. May your presence wrap around them. You know the pain in our lives, oh God. Comfort us all, O oh God, and help us to comfort one another in your love. Lord, in your mercy. God, of promise, you are with us in both joy and in pain. You have given us a sign of your love through the gift of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Help us to receive this gift once again, so that we may go into the world filled with renewed hope. And so now, with confidence as your children, let us say the prayer that you taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread,
0: And friends, as we come now to receive our offering, I would uh, remind you that uh, so much of our income comes in the last month of the year. Your generous giving is needed. It matters. It helps us do our transformative work here. So friends, let us give and give generously.
4: Take these gifts and multiply them so that all may know of your comfort and love. Dear God, thank
3: you for the gifts of shelter, warmth, and security. We ask your blessings on the residents of McCreech Place who receive these gifts through housing. We are grateful for the volunteers who provide meals and fellowships each month. We ask you for your love to be shown in all that we do. Amen. Amen. Good job.
1: Take comfort, friends. Take comfort. May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore.